y'all. Welcome to Date Card Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. And we're back for week three with Peter Weber. Peter Weber. Peter I know Weber. Uh, before we get started, we've got a lot of news this week, no? Yes? Yeah. Yeah, First definitely. First of all, Jenna's still fucked. Still sick. Disgusting. Yeah, I'm pretty. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm feeling so much better, but I still have this like dry cough and I super apologize if that happens during the recording i just get so excited and then i start hacking but it's like i i am getting so much better luckily but i am so exhausted i did molly this weekend <laughs> naturally to feel better jenna did molly this weekend. yeah because i feel like you know i've tried sudafed um that really wasn't doing anything anymore so why not do <laughs> molly <laughs> I mean, and, what, uh, what can a girl do, really? Yeah, that's fine. But I think it affected my brain in a weird way, though, because I had a really, really, really vivid dream about Ashley, I, and Jared divorcing. And it, like, really upset me. I woke up, like, really upset. I want to hear more about the dream. <laughs> well, I was, like, really um, a part of it in a way. Like, they were, like, reaching out to me <laughs> to talk to me individually about their decisions to divorce but then it was also just really interesting because I was like fighting with people on the internet, basically trying to defend the fact that they were, that it was not like fake, that they actually did love each other at some point, but that they're divorcing after only like what, like four, maybe five months of marriage. Oh man, it was weird. I don't really remember the reasoning. I feel like the best part is that this all tracks, like mm-hmm. this is you do do this online already. Yeah, basically. I'm like, you know what? No, this is actually real. <laughs> and I watched all 40 minutes of their love story on YouTube. <laughs> so many times even. I've, oh my God. The amount of time we've spent on this couple is just oh, impossible. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I don't really like, like Ashley I that much, but... I believe in their love and I think that they are meant for each other. And if you guys are listening and you're having trouble in your relationship, just get therapy. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break go, up. Go to therapy. Go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> anything. 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 Mm. Um, I've had a really interesting week. I like um, mentioned as a teaser on the tail end of the podcast last week that I was meeting like my celebrity crush it happened oh my god Uh, i saw the photo proof too yeah my friend Allie came down from olympia and like we uh, like went to the improv show together for those of you who don't know like this this whole thing happened like a year ago like i was just um kind of new to portland i was like Whatever, like, I don't have any friends here. I'm just going to go to the stuff I want to go to. I, like, went by myself to Middleditch and Schwartz, and I was wasted. And I got, like, a lift home, and I did this, like, Instagram video thing (laughs) at, like, midnight when I got home. And I was just like, hey, so, like, if you guys, like... Like, if you have the free time and the funds to go, you should totally go check out Middleditch and Schwartz. And I tagged both of them in it like a fucking asshole. And then 
Thomas Middleditch got back to me and was just like, hey, thanks so much for your support, like, blah, blah, blah. And we just sort of, like, ended up, like, talking for the last, like, year and a half or some shit. (laughs) Which is, like, it's not... I'm like, of course, you're charming, beautiful, funny, nice person. So, like, all of those are pretty valid reasons. But, like, also, if you know a little bit about him, you know that he's also kind of like a... Um, hmm, trying to think of the right word. We're going to find the Playboy article. Just look at yeah. the Playboy article that got posted this last year. You can have whatever opinion you want about it. I'm not going to sure. say anything. Yeah. Because I want free tickets to shows. Thanks. Yeah. And I'm not um, against his open lifestyle. In fact, I'm nope. somebody who dates openly myself. So no shame in that. But it was definitely like, okay, interesting. I'm not mm. against any of it either. I feel like there's like a little bit of nuance that goes into some of these kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. When you are a celebrity and you're married. And I think this is certainly... A cause for at least a little bit of an eyebrow raise, but <laughs> but also I met him this weekend. Yeah, exactly. He gave you free um, tickets, and yeah, he gave us free tickets. His show was amazing. That's awesome. He's super funny. We met him in person. He was super cool. <laughs> he mex- he messaged me the next day and was just like, "Yep, see you next year." <laughs> oh my god, I love this. It's like this yearly thing. That's hilarious. Because I didn't know the backstory about how you had gone to before, like a show before. That's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> I also that same night I like ran into Ben Schwartz because Allie and I were trying to like figure out where the fuck we were supposed to meet him, and Ben. Uh, like, I basically, I was so drunk. And I, like, looked at Ben Schwartz and I was like, hey, your show was really great. <laughs> he was like, hey, you look like Harry Potter. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I love it so much. Like, it's not wrong. Thing. No, he's not wrong. And, like, I think my response to that was just, like, the kind of, I was just like, so many gas station attendants have roasted me just being like, what's up, Harry Potter's girlfriend? <laughs> and I'm like, oh. uh, like, it hurts my feelings when they say it, but it didn't hurt my feelings when Ben Schwartz said it. But maybe my feelings should have been hurt when Ben Schwartz said it. Because like, you know, when you meet someone that's just like, yeah, let me tell you about like, which house uh, of Harry Potter that I'm in. And you're just like, oh my God, read any other book. Please. Any Please. other Uh, like in Jenna's case like read Twilight like leave me alone (laughs) and so I'm attacked jeez (laughs) it was okay I'm a Hunger Games person that's fair I love it we all love tween books nobody's dissing oh my god my friend my my friend was making fun of me too she because she was telling somebody else that I do this bachelor podcast and the person was like Jenna Vesper the girl who looks like very um I don't know radical feminist queer person with yellow hair she's like yeah jenna's basic as fuck she watches the bachelor and talks about it and she's also like obsessed with twilight and i was like wow i don't know how to feel (laughs) yeah oh it's been what a rough and wild ride we're all like I mean, if we go back far enough, we're all just Turf Bang's last name, so... Again! (laughs) I am attacked! My bangs are too short, I know! Uh, I'm really embarrassed. Oh my god, it's fine. Uh, We'll survive. (laughs) 
Okay. Oh, there I'm, goes the cough. Ready? I'm gonna try to. I'm really gonna stop. Um, not doing that to people. Okay, it's good. So let's right, get y'all. into this this week of uh Peter, Peter and his ladies, and um, which it was a good episode. We couldn't unfortunately watch it together last night because we both kind of needed to be adults. But um, I did the very adult thing and watched it while I was at work, and <laughs> um, and I loved it. Yeah, I mean, it's still Actually, like early, it's and like there's episode. like, yeah, like there's definitely some annoying parts, but at the same time, it's I the season so far, top notch. Mm-hmm. So we start off, and it's just like a super cut into like whatever the fuck happened last week. I've already forgotten. I should listen to our podcast sometime. Uh, don't bother. Um, <laughs> disgusting, terrible, <laughs> bad content, not funny. Um, so the episode starts with. Kelsey and Hannah Ann, who are both crying for some reason. Hannah Ann is. Uh, <laughs> she's I'm the... forgetting how ridiculous this is that they're still arguing about a bottle of champagne. Like, how ridiculous. And crying about it. They're both like sitting separately, crying and like real tears, seemingly. And they're just like still so upset by it. And it's like, oh, oh, no, this is okay. (laughs) They have this argument again. It's the same argument they had last week. They do not come to a conclusion as so far as I can tell. The last thing Hannah Ann says, I feel like she's still wearing the Lizzie McGuire hat. She's just just like, (laughs) Kelsey wants to say that I'm a liar, that I'm a champagne stealer, like, like that's a thing is that a thing y'all is this a thing no no it's not um because and then she's just like because i would not steal champagne and then the moment's over and then i realized oh actually i didn't realize this andrew realized it and called me out on it as i was watching it again today he was like i hate to tell this to you but you got victoria's the victoria's mixed up on last week's episode oh no so I'm sorry oh. to Victoria P. Who's the one that we like. Yeah. We love Victoria P. We do not like Victoria F. And I feel like the way that we're going to determine who is who from now on mm-hmm. is Victoria F. is Victoria fascist. She is the <laughs> one that has the Confederate fish flag. Victoria <laughs> fish works also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The other one is Victoria P, which is Victoria prescription glasses, or just Victoria Peter, because she's the one that Peter likes. <laughs> like, oh my god, my mind is blown. Victoria Peter, that's so perfect. That's her new last name. <laughs> yeah. So Peter goes on a date with Victoria P. It's a one-on-one. It's lovely. We're going to talk for a long time about this, and I'm just going to let Jenna talk because I'm going to talk for a long time. Yeah, for sure. In, like, but, five seconds. Well, they go line dancing, which is all, like, kind of boring or whatever, and, like, I could give two fucks about his, like, countryside. I'm like, I don't... Oh, my God. I liked you, Peter. Um, I still do, but... <laughs> I'm not into it. Like, um, why do we have to keep doing this every season? Why is it... 
can't. I can't. But it and is how does everybody it, know how to do it except me? I don't know yeah. how to line dance. I grew up I in know, Idaho. I don't know how to line dance. What? They just like she. I I don't know where Victoria piece from, but she definitely knew exactly how to dance. She did not need to be taught. She was better than Peter. Let's be honest. And mm-hmm. Peter was like rocking a chub like the entire time. <laughs> um, and I do not blame him. Um, so good she's on him. hot. She's I, very hot. Yeah. Commendable chub. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> you know, some chubs are bad, but this one was a good one. Um, we you hard cut back to the mansion and during the daylight and Hannah Ann and Kelsey finally actually have this like sit down talk. And I was like, they were, they were kind of like, maybe it'll, we'll resolve this and it'll all be nice. And I was like, uh, no dog, this is going to be so messy. And it was, it was amazing. It was horrible, and I hate both of them. But <laughs> I learned some new words in this episode. <laughs> yes. Finasco. Finasco. That's amazing. Finasco. Oh my god, a crime against. I can't. A so, made up language. Basically, Kelsey's on the. Kelsey, they're both on like the defense hugely. Kelsey's still very riled up over the fact that Hannah Ann used the word bully specifically and she really can't seem to understand that it's basically the same like what hannah ann is describing can and is bullying whether that was kelsey's intention is like whatever but it's like you have to admit that what you're doing is rude and not great and you are i don't know attempting more or less to isolate hannah ann which is like what bullying is um to the point yeah. where Kelsey is saying, so after Hannah says the dumb finasco word, um, she was like, you called me a bitch. You said I was fake. You were saying something that I was like a princess or whatever. I felt like that was bullying. And Kelsey is like, me saying unkind words to you, uh, like I'll apologize for that, but that is not bullying. And I'm just like, Melania Trump, you fucking bitch what does what does bullying mean to you then like what what are you doing yeah, what are you doing and then like even last week when she was talking to me she's like yeah i mean i don't like her but that doesn't make me bull. it's like you're you don't like her for, for kind of no reason and you're saying mean shit to her face and to other people i mean i, I guess i'm going back on saying that is like the definition of bullying mm-hmm. so i don't really i mean oh my god but she's like yeah that's not bullying it's like okay and then hannah's like well we're gonna have to agree to disagree mm-hmm. <laughs> but i'm not a champagne stealer again and like what is not a turn of phrase but this is probably the best part because Kelsey just fucking dead eyes her and is like, it's not even about champagne anymore. I don't even like champagne that much. <laughs> Wait a second. We're this whole like hour and a half of our lives from last week and this week. And isn't you're not even you don't even like champagne? Nobody oh. likes champagne. Well, like, that's, I, that's I, fair. I, 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 I wanted somebody who gave a shit about champagne. Like I would have supported that woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's so insane. <laughs> I love it. And Anne's just like, wait, what? It's not about champagne. Oh my god. It's really great. But um basically what it boils down to is that oh god, I don't know how to say this nicely or politically <laughs> correct. But Kelsey oh oh yeah. Kelsey's a gaslighter, I guess. She's just like straight up gaslights Hannah Ann. She's like, um, 
you know, well, you could have come and talked to me anytime in the last like 24 hours. We could have resolved this. We could have talked about this. And Hannah's like, you literally told me to my face. You like screamed it at me, telling me to never talk to you and to walk away from you. And then Kelsey just goes, oh, so we're going to make this about me now? It's, oh my God, <laughs> the gaslighting. <laughs> it's, it's just wild. It's masterful. I wish my ex-boyfriends would have looked at this and just like, <laughs> taken notes because like at least this is like, I can write this down in a calm way. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. At least it's kind of funny at this point because you're like, okay, yes, it is about you. It's all of this is about you. What are you talking about? Anyway, and then we like never hear about it again. No, <laughs> it's and it's why everyone's fine now. Like, okay. Oh my god. Whatever. It's done. So we go back to Vor- uh, Victoria, Peter, and Peter. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they're sitting down for the romantic one-on-one date. And you can just tell he is, like, super into her. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. It's cute. Um, and then, so they're, yeah. like, they're in this, like, airport hangar. Um, <laughs> he goes off on this long, like, diatribe about how she has so much to, like, love to give. Like, how much he likes her. Um. She sort of talks about, like, how she feels like she's, like, a caregiver. And, like, Jen and I joke about a trauma a lot on this mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we have a lot of our own. Um, and a lot of people's trauma feels a lot like the, like, Annalise trauma. Or, like, even how Victoria's was, like made out to be last time where Mm -hmm. it was like oh i have vomit trauma basically right because that was her right she was the puker yeah Yeah. victoria Uh, p puker they were trying (laughs) they were trying to definitely make us think that she was kind of like that annalise style and then i mean remember last year's with cam um and his like trauma Mm -hmm. (laughs) but this one felt actually pretty genuine and Mm -hmm. like i wanted to talk about this for a little bit and I think that you also wanted to talk about it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think, ooh, buckle up, babies. It's not going to be funny at all. <laughs> no, not at all. So um, if I remember kind of like watching this. I was like, oh, her intro piece like before the season started, they did the little like kind of at home intro pieces. Hers was her talking about her father dying when she was really young and how her mother uh, struggled to, to um process that grief and turn to drugs that her and her like younger sister really had to like suffer you know not only losing their father but then their mother kind of going down the path of that and the all the trauma that was involved with that and I remember like them all in the kitchen cooking together and definitely like in my head going like oh I very much recognize that kind of mom and that kind of sister um Mm -hmm. and I, I do say this with empathy and not trying to like talk about their, you know, looks, but, like, there's just a certain weatheredness and, like, people who've been through a really, really hard life um, Mm. and potentially in poverty and drug addiction. And I was, like, I was, was like, just even looking at them, you're, like, that's relatable. I can, you know, for me at least. And, Mm. um, yeah, and so she talks about that last night, and I was kind of, like, then I could kind of remember them in my head, which was really nice. Um clearly the producers planned that for us <laughs> yeah um and they kind of talked about how she talked about how you know her mom struggled and um victoria had to be the rock for her and the sister 
in regards to like providing food, making sure people got fed, shelter. She didn't know when her like next meal was going to come. Um, and how hard that made her to feel like, uh, if she's deserving of love, you know, um, just like, I think to probably some people who haven't lost parents and haven't lost really close people, they can't really understand how, um, losing people to death specifically can still make you feel like you did something wrong and Mm -hmm. that you're still undeserving of it. Because, like, it wasn't their fault, right? You know, they died or something. It's not like, I don't know, they abandoned you. But that's something that still happens to a lot of people who've dealt with that kind of grief, myself included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's, like, one thing you and I have in common. Like, it's not like it's not the circumstances that are similar, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, something I was curious to hear your perspective on as someone who has um, experienced loss in that kind of way. Like, I'm just, like, sort of like estranged from that part of mm-hmm. my family, which feels like a different kind. It, it's a loss, but it's definitely different. Yeah. Um, but also like I can, the potential feelings of like not feeling deserving, you know, deserving, wanted, etc. Those are like huge similar <laughs> kinds of feelings. Yeah. So like, I remember I took notes during this portion and I was just like, this reminds me of how it feels how being in like a quote unquote like fucked up family like no matter how you determine what the definition of that means like how that affects your ability to be comfortable in quote unquote like normal families or mm. healthy families like families where kids and parents have like normal relationships or healthy relationships or like anything like that and how like I don't, like, I think I a lot of times have felt, like, really unworthy of being a part of, even, like, temporarily a part of families that are stable and are careful with each other and communicate well. And it, it's it feels embarrassing <sighs> to enter into, like, a family dynamic. And I, it's not because of, like, anything that my partner has done or anything that the family has made me feel it just like it feels like a huge burden bringing that in Uh to something because like you know when you like go home to like somebody's parents or like even if you're just like talking to a partner and they're just like oh what is your family like and you're just like my dad is this or like my dad's dead or like you know like Mm -hmm. all of these things where that's just like how we've learned how to cope with it is like no offense you and I deal with it through humor Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but like you can't necessarily do that in like a family setting where you're like wanting to be accepted yeah you're you're just like (laughs) yeah and so you just you're just like oh yeah like um not super close with my family, but even that explanation feels really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, especially like this is their first date. They're just getting to know this person. And like, I know that like, again, we make this joke about like them, like trauma bonding basically, but this felt like really genuine and sweet. And her just being like, 
this might be the only opportunity that yeah. I get yeah. to talk it, to you about this. And very, like, very I'm not using that. it for points. It's no. just like, this is my experience, the end. I It's when often the contestants have, I guess, a less, you know, I don't know. Yeah, like a less traumatic trauma that you feel like in some ways they're using mm-hmm. it for points. Um or maybe it's also like the way the producers make us feel and or maybe the lead's response. In this case, I don't feel like that was the case. And yeah. you know, like a couple of seasons ago with Kaylin, was it Kaylin? Yeah, who talked about her sexual assault. You know, I mean, I feel like they did they handled that one really well. And mm-hmm. it wasn't being used as points. Um, but then there's other ones where yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, uh, or like a divorce or whatever. It's so like, oh, I wasn't married or engaged now. I'm divorced. It's like, yes, that sucks and that's sad for sure. But I don't know. Right. And I'm like wondering if this is like my own bias because I connected with the story. So like, am I thinking that this is a good one because like this resonates with me in some way? Like, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it's really and tell me I'm an asshole if otherwise. <laughs> I just really like, think it's really interesting too to talk about her level of like wanting to be a caretaker and that Peter really saw that in her. And that's mm-hmm. something I struggle with in relationships, both um romantic and like friendship. Um my yeah, like intense same. need to caretake for people and to like solve problems and just really be such a caretaker that I mean, most people enjoy that quality about me, of course, but that I've lost friends and partners because it's become condescending or, you know, they're like, I'm not asking you you for this support or this care and I don't like it. Um, so I've or had to work a lot on that. <laughs> something that's just like, I notice you wanting to do this for other people, but you're mm-hmm. not doing it for yourself. Yes. And that affects our relationship also. And I, I think that one of the things that I, it was like a self-reflection moment. Like when I was watching it was like, like, if you're not like, I just like wanted to shout at her. Like if you're not in therapy already, like Peter is doing bare minimum shit and I'm not, it's not like I'm not, Oh my God. I don't know how to even say this anymore. I don't want to give men cookies for doing bare minimum shit, but I also want to give them cookies because I want, them to do it yeah yeah because if you don't give them cookies they're not gonna fucking do it well like i think everyone saw the tweet from tyler the first week when peter gave victoria p water after she puked and how she was like no man's ever done that for me before and tyler (sighs) tyler c is like y'all dudes we need to get our shit together if this is what women think is like the nicest thing that's ever been done for them and it's like yes yes tyler (laughs) Yes, yes but, Tyler, but no but Tyler, also, and but yes, also, yeah, Peter, and no Peter. Like I'm exactly, tired. it's like the like, bare minimum. Like the bar is literally underground, and yeah. um, and yeah, good on Tyler and Peters, I guess, of the world who are standing on the ground instead of underneath. Just it. like being human beings, like yeah. it, it's terrible. But like basically, what I was saying is just like this particular situation makes it. I feel a little bit dangerous to be romanticizing that sort of like behavior because like she's gone through something. She's young from what I remember. She's like in the 24, 26 ish range. Not that I'm like any older than that, but also like I don't need to get married right now. Fuck that. 
disgusting. But like, <laughs> I want to be your thing of honor. <laughs> you, well, you can be. Okay, uh, it's never going to happen. But you can be. <laughs> um, I, I, but she's just like talking about with Peter, like on their like first date, she starts romanticizing this like kindness that he's putting out there because he's listening to her. He's sending off all these good vibes. And I'm not saying she shouldn't be attracted to that, but you can tell that she just like immediately starts being like, uh, attachment issues. Yeah. Okay. I, I totally agree with you. I just like also literally that's what every single woman on this entire franchise has ever done with any of these men ever. No, it's true. I think I just, I think this was just like the most clear example where it's just sure. like, oh, I've been through something. You can see her trauma, why it exists. It's relatable. And then she's just like, oh, like, what if this is it? And he immediately steps back and he's like, well, I don't know if you and I are it, but this is something that I prayed for. Oh, God, that was so, you're right. Oh, man. Like, oh. he was just like, Oh my god, what did he even say? Yeah, he just he basically... says something. Yeah, he's like, I've never been inspired by someone in my entire life, but like what I was thinking about this last week when I was thinking about all these women was like, uh, I hope that my person is here and I don't feel it necessarily with you yet. Is yeah, like, like I don't know what it is, all went yeah. down to. Which is like totally fair, totally fair, totally fair. He shouldn't be. No, able it's to, like... totally fair for him. And yeah. I totally get her response. But it's to, like, like, oh boy. Him listening to her. But like, he's basically giving you like a, I hear you, I see you, but like, pause, think about it. There are 20 other people here. You beautiful Ooh. ass bitch. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it so much. Okay. Um, so we Ew. now we're her. onto the I don't even want to talk about this at all. I'm so sick. I'm sick. Well, we can we can definitely try to <sighs> paraphrase a lot of the next stuff because I also have a show we have to I have to go to. Um and I don't, you know. Basically, oh, at this point, we're getting to some drama between... I don't even know how to pronounce her name. I've seen it three times now. Al- Alea. Alea. Yeah, and they, and they said it, like, no less than 7,000 times during the show. Um, <laughs> but I still was also struggling on how to say it. Um, also, I didn't even know she was on the show. Like, you know, like, she was also one of those people that had no idea was even a key player in any capacity, because I do not remember her from the Rooster episodes. The and only she's reason like we know who she face. is, she is alphabetically first. That's right. the only reason I know who she is. Yeah. But, like, that's it, bro. Sorry. So we see her wearing a captain's hat and, like, getting being sassy in the, in the mansion, and she's like, bro, I get nasty. And I'm like, same, okay? That's not special. That doesn't make you special. <laughs> No, she is basically saying, bro, I get drunk and everyone hates her for it. And that's the reason everyone hates her for the rest of the episode. Like, can we be honest? Yeah, no, that's about why people don't like her. She got drunk and she was just like, I'm a pageant girl. I said something stupid. Nobody likes me anymore. Yeah, she's just like in the kitchen, like, oh my god, everyone always thinks I'm so pure and nice and that I don't want to be touched and I'm this little good girl, but I'm actually like a nasty girl. And that's like the most annoying type of girl to like be at a party with where they're just like well, no it's me stop. i know that i'm annoying 
Why do you think I've always been monogamous relationships? I've been in like 25 relationships since I started this podcast. And that was <laughs> what? Like five seconds ago? Yeah, like basically. what? Oh my God. I mean, oh, also, I, I do also have a little bit of myself and her too with like, um, I try to be like the cool girl <laughs> for sure. Uh, or like, mm, you don't, you don't get me. You think I'm a certain way, but I'm really this way or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, really? No, I'm no. exactly the way I present myself and nobody likes it. What's like that, that meme that I, I love sharing sometimes where it's like, I'm not like other girls. I'm worse. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's us. Okay. In a nutshell. Other um, girls, cool, hot, beautiful. Me has a blue corn tortilla chip. That's her. <laughs> Um, so they go on a second group date, or it's announced, and then basically the next morning, um, the girls all get woken up very intensely by none other than our bi queen Demi. And a group, yes. it's just a group of lesbians here to beat up women, and I'm so, like, I'm so horny about this. Yeah. Oh. I mean, oh. did you feel at all that it was a little, um... It was on the nose, for sure. Well, for sure, but also, like, the producers were like, we're gonna bring Demi back, and we're gonna really rail in on her, like, sexuality element. Like, there's one point where they're, like, all doing this group date, and she's like, and I think it's gonna be really hot. And I was like, no. Like, yeah, you're... <laughs> now they're I making thought... her objectify the women just because she's the one queer person they're like excited about and now she can objectify the women in a way you know like I don't know it, it felt a lot like that and it also just felt like another just extension of like Peter is the, the sexy bachelor like he's the guy that's like fucking and so it's like, they're bringing back <laughs> the, like, bisexual person. The pillow. Like, dude. Pillow princess. Yeah, pillow princess. That yeah. Demi is a pillow princess. Which is totally fine. And I am a pillow princess, like, by far one of the biggest pillow princesses. I just, I think. It, you know what? I'm going to fight you. Okay. We're going to have gonna a pillow fight, fight about <laughs> who's the bigger one. I love and it. we're, we're going to fall asleep for seven and a half years. Like, oh, neither of us will get up please. and even try to fight. Sleep. I need the sleep. Oh my god. Um, I love <laughs> oh, Jenny same. and I love them talking about her and bringing her back and everything. I just I wanted it to be noted that like uh, I see you producers because they you couldn't you couldn't exploit her sexuality that way when she was on Bib because she was in a relationship and they mm -hmm. did it all in different ways. But now that she's out of a relationship, they're they see a opportunity to be like let's sexualize that part of it yeah, which is fine is ultimately like, not the end of the world i just wanted to say it yeah no i don't disagree with you i but i think that part of me also thinks that these people are too straight and stupid to be like <laughs> oh you know what let's bring in the queer pillow like it, there's not enough like nuance that exists in their brain in the queer community to make this happen so it felt like a happy accident to me but True. also, like, it could go either way. Where, like, I literally like wrote that in my notes. I think I was just like, "Is are they like making fun of her for being a pillow princess, or like, what is this?" And I think I, I was texting you when I was watching this earlier, and there was this like screenshot of Demi where she's just like covered, 
like the the floor is covered with pillows that are broken and there is a teddy bear that's head is like ripped off and i was just like yeah this was me when i was masturbating as a kid (laughs) (laughs) and i laughed no less than 20 minutes (laughs) because it like amazing no and it still happens too like this is co-workers stop listening andrew stop listening the pillows on the left side of my bed are my masturbating pillows but they're also my like boyfriend partner pillows so like i don't i don't wash that shit i don't have time or quarters like no just like all my pillows on the left side of my bed smell like my pussy because i have not learned how to masturbate without pillows i mean that's real i'm not i love it I love it. I, I I used to joke on stage that I'm a pillow princess because I sleep with five pillows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, I have them between my knees and my arms, two behind my head, and then one to just, like, pretend like somebody still loves me, you know? Like, it's just... <laughs> wonderful and that's that's how i'm a pillow princess mm-hmm. um but oh my god that's so relatable <laughs> i love it so much i mean honestly like i hate to be like dms if you're one of those people <laughs> but I'm, i you mean, can if you so want to talk about relatable <laughs> technique or anything like, oh yeah i use like the edge you. of the um the couch like the um the arm of the couch i used that as a kid which is fucked you know but um I used the, um, I had a bunk bed when I was a kid, even though I was an only, like, why, mother? Okay. My mom okay. just wanted me to masturbate. <laughs> so, like, I would, I'm like, I hope no one ever listens to this. Um, I would, like, climb up and just, like, hold onto the top of it. I was a really muscular kid. Ooh, yeah. And okay. I would just, like, up and down, like, mm-hmm. trip on, like, the, like, side of the, like, metal thing that, like, held my bunk bed up. Honestly, that sounds really good right now. I <laughs> like, you see, oh, like, wait. No, I have, oh, I have the best one. The other thing I would masturbate on is I had this, this bank, like a, like a, like a quarter, yeah. like, you put your change in it, like a bank. It was a Crayola crayon. Oh yeah, I had one of those. But it was it was like three feet tall, oh. and it was like quite yay yeah. wide. Yeah, I, like wide. podcaster podcast listeners can't see it, but it was big mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't. I have to clarify that it never went inside of me. I was just yeah. dribbing on top of it. Yeah, but like that thing got me off so many times and my mom sold it at a yard sale and that was my mom and I's first fight and she had no idea why I was so angry with her about her selling the crayon at the yard sale and I was like it's because I'll never come again you stupid bitch and she has never come again no I am <laughs> now I watched the bachelor so who so... needs to orgasm when you have the bachelor <laughs> I mean, they fucking edged us for an entire season of Colton. I, when he jumped over that fucking fence, I came so hard, okay? So, that's fine. We don't need. Imagine if I had the crayon, though, when he jumped Uh, over the fence. I could imagine, because I would have been in the room with you, and I would have been. I know. And I would have just been like, oh, gotta go upstairs again really fast. Oh my god, this is amazing. I'm actually just so happy that we talked about this instead of Alea. Um, 
or Lyra yeah, can we skip all of that? Disgusting. Oh my god. I mean, really, truly. Yo. The, the fight. Basically, what happens is like Sydney and Alea have this fight. Alea is awful. Sydney, I don't know how I feel about her yet. I tend to be more on her side of things. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think she's um, calling. She's calling it like she sees it, and she's seeing it pretty accurately. In yeah. my opinion, but yeah, like maybe some of her. Well, yeah, Jury's a little out on her for sure, but uh, I mean, she's not really wrong in a lot of ways. Basically, what she's saying is just like when the cameras are on, she does this like pageant thing where she like throws her shoulders back and she like propers herself and her voice goes up higher. Up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she just like she's faking it a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think that's a fair call. Mm-hmm. And. They keep getting in these fights over and over again throughout the episode. And basically, like, the thing, like, the climax of it, I think, is that, like, um, Peter goes in and has this, like, pool party, right? Mm-hmm. With them. And he is talking to all these other women. And, well, I get, okay, wait, before that. In the group date, he asks Sydney, like, straight up, like, oh, Peter yeah. is a fucking asshole about oh it. He's just God. like, hey, so, Sydney, I noticed you were talking shit. Um, do you want to, like, discuss that in front of the person you were talking shit about? I almost threw my phone that I was watching the show on across the room. I had never felt so, I had so many emotions, cringe, excitement horniness fear um anger yeah because like dude my bra dog nah dog it's a no for me but also it's a yes for me because i mean it was just so i love peter but you don't like gotta give away your sources like that Ooh, the pretend the the pretense but it's such good and i remember colton did some shit like that too and i can't remember mm-hmm. the specific but i remember being also like okay these young bachelor men like you know versus like ari and nick who are fucking old and dumb but like these young boys are like let's get messy yeah the the older guys are old and dumb and full of cum and the other guys are just like fight in front of me now literally so yeah they're just very like oh i think he i think colton threw Tasha under the bus that was pretty that was what it was he's like mm. mm, Tasha basically talked a lot of shit about you and it's like what you said her name you're not supposed to do that um but yeah peter's just like straight up like yeah do you want to go ahead and talk about who you were talking shit to me about and yeah. i oh my god bless sydney's fucking face because she did a full a full fucking stop, thought about it, and then and then said Alea's name. Somehow I saw her lip injections get bigger, and then she was like Alea. And you're like, oh my god, she went through with it because I think a lesser a lesser you know person contestant would have been like I. Think I would have left. I'd be like, I'm not into you, and I'm leaving. I'm leaving. This is really <laughs> uncalled for. <laughs> what? Don't talk to me or my son ever again. Um, never, never. And oh my god, that was really, really beautiful. But I mean, the death ray eyes from Alea were just like so. That was scary. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Absolutely fuck. not. Fuck. 
Um, it goes back and forth a little bit, and, like, ultimately, Alea just, like, tries to convince Peter that, like, she's telling the truth, that she's not fake, and how dare anyone, like, question her integrity and whatever. I think what's, like, ultimately fucked about this whole concept is that, um, while I don't like <laughs> Alea, um, she's not really, I mean, she's doing what every, a lot of women have done on the show, which is, like, going to the show to be on the show. So, like, uh, we can't, like, demonize somebody for wanting to be on the show for the sake of the show. She's just got called out on it, and now she's, like, going the pretty classic route of, like, no, everyone's questioning my character. It's, like, 75% of these women have the same character as you, you know? Like, no one's trying to demonize you. Okay. But I mean, I think I get it though. She just, I think what happened with her is that she came onto a season where um, Peter is already pretty aware of what happened to Hannah and is like, fuck no, I don't want that to happen to me. So, like, if you give off any sort of Jed vibe, I have something against you already. Like, if you seem to not be here for the right reasons, or if, like, a lot of people are warning me about you. Yeah. I mean, because, like, Peter also dealt with, oh, my God, what is that asshole's name again? Puke P. Yeah, Pukey. Pukey. Um. Like, he's just, he's just, like, gonna be done. And he seems to have sort of the same attitude that Hannah had, where he's just, like, if you're, if I don't vibe, go. Right. Like, yeah. Get out. I don't have time. I don't, like, want you here. And yeah. I'm gonna pick Hannah B at the end anyway, so. Um, did you ever watch Sean Lowe's season? Sean Lowe? I feel like Sean Lowe tries to be funny on Twitter. For sure. Right? But did you watch, did you watch the season? He was the first virgin bachelor. Uh, no, no, fine. I don't. I don't have time for that. That's okay. It was a good season, but there was a woman on that um, season. Um, man, I'm gonna. I want to say her name is Brittany, but I, I do think it was wrong. Mm, Cassandra. Oof, two different names. Anyway, one of those names. Um, <laughs> she was a very pageant type lady, and she had these really intense eyebrows that went up really high, so that she always looked like she was like kind of like surprised and very like. It just like intense the whole time, and she was a lot like Alea was like super on all the time, very like prim and proper and fun and lighthearted and laughed at everything. It was just like whatever. And Sean Lowe like liked her or whatever. But like one point, the women were like, "You're fake as fuck. We do not like you. You put on a show for the cameras and the guy." Blah 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 blah. And she had one of the best moments. She like because they were like. One of the ladies actually just like, but your eyebrows are always raised and your eyebrows always look like you're being condescending to everybody. And she's like, I can't help how my eyebrows look. And it was like the best. And she's doing it in her, they're like literally touching the ceiling. They're like the highest oh eyebrows you could ever have. And she also had this whole line about like, no one can dull my sparkle. And uh, it was I kind of miss. Oh, she was Crystal before Crystal. Yeah, she was Crystal before. Oh, and like, yeah, Crystal was another good example of this kind of person. Exactly. Yeah, she was kind of the no, and the, vibe. I mean, like, Alea is like a good example of a Crystal, yeah, where yeah. like they like they did the like filming of her where she was like talking normally, and then a camera came around. And she's like, oh hi, and like I'm just like, holy shit. Yes, they're not here for these bitches anymore. Mm-mm, mm-mm. 
So that's nice. Um, the long and short of it is, though, that <laughs> they both, oh my gosh, she's just so annoying. I just, just don't want her here anymore. So, like, on the group date, uh, Sydney gets the rose, which is great because Sydney's the tattletale. Mm -hmm. mm, we stand. Also, she's beautiful as hell. Wow. Um, oh, briefly, we do want to mention that Kelly told Peter to shave his facial hair. I and... stand this queen. <laughs> I want to marry her. <laughs> uh, she was just like, you look ugly as fuck. Shave your face. And... <laughs> Oh, wow. If I haven't wanted to say that to so many of my partners. Oh, I know. I struggle with that. Like when I'm on Tinder or whatever, I'm like, can I message the guy and tell him to shave his beard or ask oh. him what level his beard is at before I go on the date with him? Yeah. I mean, we should just take one on the date with us. Yeah. <laughs> just like if it's, if it's longer than this, it's coming off. Yeah. Sorry. So sorry. I, I, I would like to say what I know you need to get going pretty soon, but I would like to say that um, I really dislike Alea because she looks like everyone that bullied me in high school. She looks like everyone that bullied me in Christian college. And they were like the quote unquote, like hot girl. And then they were, they, they're like the people that try to sell me essential oils on Facebook. You know, they're like wearing the like glasses that are, square in the wrong way yeah and like i'm just like y'all bitches like just go be mormon and leave me alone i'm tired seriously i don't have time for you oh my god well he basically gets a lot of the women um he talks a lot of the women at the pool party and they all like confirm sydney's um accusation and say that she's like pretty fake. She puts it on for the camera, et cetera, et cetera. And eventually Victoria P comes back and um, confirms that, because I guess she was a pageant lady as well, that they knew each other previously. And I love this. She goes like, I mean, I probably like known her for a total of three hours, but like, she asked me not to say anything to the producers that, that we knew each other because I just that she didn't want me to do that. And I felt really weird. I felt like I was going to have to lie, and I don't like to lie. And Peter comes and brings it up to Alea, and she just, like, her face <laughs> when he said it was priceless. She completely got caught. And, I mean, to her credit, she didn't deny it. She just, like, went on this whole fucking... No, but, like, what she said was... Basically a lie. Yeah, because she's like, oh, because yes, 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 yes. Me and Victoria are good friends. We've known each other for a long time. What? Well, and also, like, we already saw last season when Hannah B., who became the Bachelorette, and Kaylin knew each other, and there was no problem there. In fact, it was super encouraged. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, why try to avoid that? I can't even. Oh, because you're fucking lying? Get out of here. Yeah. Like, Peter was like, no, thank you. Can't you see how, like, weird this looks? blah de blah, blah And, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I, again, I, I was a fan of Peter kind of calling her out on that. Um, mm -hmm. and she cries a bunch. And then, and then a lot of the other women felt really bad because they, like, six of them didn't even get to talk to him. And I was, like, so shitty because I, I get it. That's, like, 
I would fucking light my ass up if I was in that house mm-hmm. and I didn't have time to speak to the person because some fucking dumbass drama. Oh my god. This woman just making it all about her. It's like the audacity. And I mean, and I just I got major Trump vibes from Alea the entire time. She just kept being like, people's opinions on me. People's opinions on me. I can't believe somebody would have a bad opinion about me and then th- their opinion would affect somebody else's opinion. I don't know how the like, world to works. be fair to be fair, aren't all of the pageant people Trump adjacent because the entire fucking Miss America pageant Oof. is run by Donald Trump? Oh, you hate oh, to disgusting. see it. Um, hate to see it. So he, but he like literally throughout this whole day, he pulls a Alea aside three or four times, like, and he's like, "I keep, I hate that I keep having to have this conversation with you." Um, but there have been so many people that are like, just like, no, I get the same vibe that Sydney was talking about. Just like when you asked us to call it out, I was a fucking coward and like, didn't want to say it in front of other women. So like, he's like, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, but maybe you've been manipulative. Maybe like you told Victoria, you didn't want, like, you didn't want the producers to know that you and Victoria knew each other. And she, it's just the whole thing is dumb. Like it was amazing. I I mean, the fact that you said the word manipulative still, that makes me wet though. I love a lead that uses a word like that. I'm like, yes. Do we know what his sign is? Oh, we should find that out. We'll ask Justin next time. <laughs> to guess, it has a, <laughs> it has Leo energy. It has Aries. It has fire sign energy. Yeah, I'm just like, sure. oh, wow. Oh um, so we go. To the, ra- the annoying uh, part is that we go to the rose ceremony, and yeah. Alea's jumpsuit is so fucking hot. I don't know what to do about it. Yeah, very conflicting. I hate that she is in it. Yeah, conflicting feelings on that because <laughs> it is gorgeous, and you're like, oh man, damn you. So we make it through the rose ceremony and basically what was teased throughout the whole episode ends up happening. For some reason, there's two roses left. Peter has a panic attack, goes out to talk to Chris Harrison. And there's so many women left. There's like seven women left. And he's just like, I can't. They're all fucking disgusting, <laughs> including Alea. And but basically, the only ones that are shown at the end are McKenna and Alea. Uh, and McKenna's and I'm just like, having, are you ca- yeah, McKenna's having like a full on breakdown too. By the way, she's just losing her also, mind. I just want to say this out loud right now because I will not lose this in my notes. McKenna looks just like John Paul Jones sometimes. Look at it. Yeah, look at it. Figure it out. Tell us. Um, don't tell me I'm wrong. No. Don't talk to me about it anymore. No. Don't, yeah. I'm tired of talking about it. <laughs> Never talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> me and my son, John McKenna Jones. Um, <laughs> but, like, basically, they just keep going back and forth between McKenna and what's-her-face. And I'm just like, oh, why is he only, like, eliminating one person? And then I'm like, oh, wait, they're just eliminating all the people of color Plus Alea, um, which is really upsetting because my girlfriend goes home yeah. this episode. 
Uh, Alexa, I fucking love you. You're so amazing, Alexa. Please hit us up if you ever want to be on the podcast or just an No, I don't want her to work with us. I want her to date me. Okay, I need boundaries, Jenna. Boundaries, 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 yes. Um, Don't date Diggy. He's fucking basic. Oh, my God. Yeah. How about Mike? No, I don't know. I want Mike myself. Ah! So many things. Okay. Wow, we're really intruding on each other's spaces oh, right I now. Know. Are we fighting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this. The oh week my before God. my birthday. Oh, Disgusting. It's a tragedy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. The previews got me very wet. Um, <laughs> there was- oh, this drama <laughs> is... Ooh, I thirst. It's going to be great. It's going to be real good. I mean, they, they tease that Alea comes back. But they also tease that the women kind of, like, are not cool with it. So, we'll see. I mean, I feel all like... All of the women get their period at the same time. And we all shout at once, my period. And she's defeated. I think that's my prediction for okay. next week. I really hope that happens. Because I'm just so sick of that. But... So far, though, still good season. I definitely like the messiness. I like Peter being so messy um, currently. We'll see how it goes. Um, I like how Peter is saying true things in a way that is very messy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there is no reason he should be saying these things in front of everybody. But he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, you're going to talk shit? Uh, Say it in front of everybody. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so delicious. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. We're excited for next week. Yeah, next week is uh, Danica's birthday. I have secured the funds for a Mike cameo. I'm very excited about it. I'm currently thinking about what to write his ass. Um, because <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how to how to like talk what to, to him. write his teeth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to talk to him about his teeth without talking about his teeth. So anyway, DM me if you have any. <laughs> I have an idea. I have an idea, but I, I, I but if there's any, um, anyone has any, it's like if I get roasted in this, I quit the podcast. No, I know we got to do it so delicately so that he doesn't a hate us, b file a restraining order, c roast Danica, um, but d give us the d. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> But I'm excited regardless. It's going to be great. Um, but definitely send all the birthday wishes to our girl. It's going to be great. You're just getting closer and closer to the age where you can't be on the show anymore. And I'm going to die every year no, that that I, happens. Because I want you on I've, this fucking show. I've already hit cougar status. But I'm in, I'm in like a committed and happy relationship right now. Oh, so yeah. like maybe I don't need it. Okay, but... for sure, I guess. Gross. Um, I like you, Andrew. You... You're a good guy. <laughs> yeah, we all love you, Andrew. Um, but like also every season of this show, I've <laughs> different relationships. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, I've, my things, <laughs> I started, I started this podcast before Dana K came on with my partner, Kelly and Brad. she bought me the microphone. I even <laughs> like I used to get this thing started. So, you know, we all have things that happen and I'm not, I'm no longer seeing Kelly anymore, but, um, yeah, the person I am fucking kind of consistently told me that my eyebrows 
um, matched each other and I um, proposed. So <laughs> yeah, Navara's on the floor, but also that's the best compliment. Andrew, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I, I really was like, what? He was like, yeah, your eyebrows look really good and they like match each other. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> Wow, I'm gonna oh, cry about that a little bit later. Really yeah. <laughs> um, well, as usual, thank you all for listening and supporting us and being such great fans and like sharing the podcast and reviewing it if you get a chance. Um, we love y'all so much. Getting those DMs um at date card pod and or Jenna with a smile or drunk feminist. Um that's pretty much it, I guess. Um, thanks to our podcast network, So Below Media. And check out Thank their you. other um, podcasts if you get a moment. It's a really good idea for you. Um, and, yeah, again, just, like, subscribe and rate and review and uh, do all that good shit. Cause... Like and subscribe, but also I'm a huge birthday bitch. And my birthday is next Monday. And that's when the next Bachelor episode is on. So, like plan for it do that thank you yeah plan for it um well we love you all and uh hope you have a good night and a good week and um send all your birthday nudes for danica to, Jenna. to, to me though <laughs> please send them to me and then i'll send the good ones to danica <laughs> all of them are good ones i don't want any of them send them all to jenna she is really really positing some stuff right now okay i was like if you say desperate i am going to agree oh, i would never say desperate <laughs> wink 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 wink. i would send, agree send your news to jenna oh and uh on that lovely Being desperate note. is fine yeah <laughs> oh my god oh man we are a mess love y'all love you jenna love you uh, more please talk to me later this week <laughs> i will maybe if you're lucky good luck at your show oh thanks good luck yeah. at your show <laughs> bye i love you goodbye thank you for listening to day card pod make sure you're following us on social media on instagram we are date card pod on twitter we are date card podcast you can email us at daycardthepodcast at gmail Make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at Drunk Feminist on Instagram, and Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight. When you are ready. Oh, and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.